Hello, good evening and welcome to Newsnight. And in this package, Pro Vice-Chancellor of the University of Ghana fires back at some old vandals demanding the university management rescinds its decision to expel continuing students from the Commonwealth Hall for causing chaos on campus. We don't owe them any reports. This is not how to ask for documents from the university. To incite students to demonstrate, they should do better than that. Former vandals should take control of their name brand. They shouldn't allow a few people to continue to sink the image of the former vandals. Uh, well, there's more on this. Uh, as the university reiterates the ban on student events and gathering on campus, uh, is still in force while warning of appropriate sanctions on any infractions. Uh, we'll also hear from a security analyst uh, who wants the university management to urgently address the situation before it escalates. It is worrying where students take the laws into their own hands, not the usual thing you know students would do. At this time around, carrying petrol, carrying acid, carrying all manner of implement that would maim and kill people or damage property beyond you know, repair. Well, there's more from Dr. Adam Bonner and uh, there's more as the Ghana Health Service and Airport Company prepares to roll out uh, preventive COVID-19 measures beginning January 6th. Uh, we'll hear from a global health expert who is hopeful the move will help minimize import of new variants into the country. It is important that we are ready for this. It's not that there are massive alarm bells ringing, but anything can happen now that China is open, and we must be ready for that anything. It's step in the right direction, and I'm hopeful that we can see it through. Plus, we speak to the Traders Association, some of uh, whose members may be affected uh, by this directive. Also, daughter of uh, Ghana's first president, Samia Nkrumah, recounts the words of her father to her and siblings on the day he was overthrown, 1966. He insisted on speaking to each and every one of us. So when it was my turn, he said, Yaba, don't be afraid. I want you to be strong. Did he realize how traumatized i must have been we have details uh, from the black star line summit for the african diaspora as she also narrates how dr kwame Nkrumah uh, barged into their room covered in blood after the fifth assassination attempt and uh, also in business more oil marketing firms uh, drop prices at the pumps with shell reducing a liter of diesel by more than one ghana city and later Coming to these programs like this is very exciting and it boosts your system of understanding, relaxation and everything. Money at the power! program is a very nice program. We'll be in at the home. And we'll give you a sense of how patrons of Lava Firm's family party in the pack jammed to massive live band performances at the uh, Rotary Pack in Kumasi.
name is Blessed Sugan. Tonight, uh, Provence Chancellor of the University of Ghana, Professor Gordon Awandari, says uh, management of the school does not owe old students of the Commonwealth Hall any report on their findings against students that are facing expulsion over some misconduct on campus. It will be recalled that investigations were initiated into some clashes between Commonwealth and Mensa Sabah Hall during uh, the one of the Hall Week celebrations in August last year. Management says the decision to expel these continuing students from both halls is part of many other disciplinary measures they will be taking as investigations uh, progress before we hear from the management uh, of the school, here are some of the old students of the Commonwealth Hall demanding full disclosure of the funding so far. But we are here to show that we are still behind them. We are one vandal family. Nothing can break us apart. They have our support. The agenda of the university, one of them, is to break the link, the bond between... Listen, I mean, where, where, where's the justice in this? Somebody has come to the university first year expecting to complete four years course. The family have done all they can to pull together the 1,500 a year. Even that some of them pay by installments. So, now you're telling that person midway through their course that you're going to move them to a hall where a residence where they're going to pay four times. Four times what they are paying now. More or less you're telling them, sorry, you can't carry on with your course because you don't have money. They cannot afford it. Well, the concern of uh, some of the vandals, uh, uh, we can now listen to Pro Vice-Chancellor of the University of Ghana, Professor Gordon Awandari, saying uh, the actions by the old vandals sought to incite the students and was uh, an inappropriate channel to seek redress from the university management. I'm not sure in which world that former vandals want to run a university. The university is run by the university council. Former vandals are not part of the running of the university. We don't owe them any reports. This is not how to ask for documents from the university. To incite students to demonstrate, they should do better than that. Well, I think my message is that uh, former vandals should take control of their name brand. They shouldn't allow a few people to continue to sink the image of the former vandals. That's what's happening now. A few of them are coming forward and pretending to be representing the old vandals and thinking the name of the old vandals. I think there are so many well-meaning old vandals, and those people need to make their voice heard, that they are not part of this uh, disruptive tendency of inciting students against the university. If they want engagement, they know how to engage the university. Well, so that's uh, Professor Gordon uh, Wandere. Uh, the university has also, in a statement, reiterated the ban on all student events and gatherings on campus, uh, while warning that any infractions will be met with appropriate uh, sanctions. Uh, it's a good time now to bring in security uh, expert and former chairperson of the UG Council Committee on this uh, latest clash that we witnessed between the Commonwealth and Mensa Sabah Halls. Uh, Dr. Adam Bunai is on the telephone lines now. Uh, good evening to you, sir. Welcome to Newsnight. So, are you surprised about this? Uh, latest uh, development, doing that uh, mindful of the recommendations you made as a committee? Well, yes. Good evening. Uh, I must say I don't uh, speak for the university. I was called to chair the committee that was supposed to investigate the, you know, the clash, the students' clash. That was a clash between, I mean, students' clash on campus. And so whatever I say, these are my own comments. Uh, yeah, the fact that, yes, I chaired the committee. So I wouldn't be speaking directly 
to the committee's report. But I am not surprised. To answer you directly, I am not surprised uh, seeing what, you know, uh, is unfolding at the moment on the University of Ghana campus. Uh, my committee did a very thorough job. And uh, the committee, in fact, involved the now uh, dean of students, uh, Professor Rosina Chamanting, the provost of uh, distance education, Prof. Teng, and then uh, a few others who were part of the committee. And so as far as I'm concerned, our work has been submitted to the university management through the, you know, pro-vice-chancellor, Professor Wandari. And so for me, uh, we expected this uh, once the university decides to take some remedial measures to ensure that going into 2023, uh, uh, the disturbances we saw uh, prior to 2022, uh, you know, 2021, 2022, uh, doesn't reoccur again on the University of Ghana campus because then the caution has always been if they don't take any remedial measures, uh, we might not hear something good. Uh, one day students will burn the whole university. They will pour gasoline, petrol, and, and you know, uh, set the whole university uh, in flames. And so for me, I'm not surprised that uh, the university is just, uh, beginning to take some measures, remedial measures to ensure that these things don't reoccur. I mean, the last one that happened, you saw it. Vehicles were burnt, the properties were damaged, you know, vehicles were doused with, you know, they poured petrol. And in some instances, acid were found on students who were going to use them for what? And so, for me, I think that, yeah, obviously, uh, you are going to get some resistance from uh, the student front and probably the, uh, those who are affected, even though they might not be uh, students of the university. Well, do do you share the concern that uh, a reason for which we are seeing the level of escalation now is uh, simply because the findings within that document and, and the recommendations you made have not been made public? At least uh, the lack of transparency uh, may be sparing on this group to, to agitate them all. Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't share that concern. I mean, as far as I am concerned, I would want to hope for, for myself and the committee and say that we have submitted our work. The university uh, management and the university council, they decide what they want to do with the report we submitted to them. They might decide to implement it, uh, you know, uh, at a goal or do it in, in, in a piecemeal approach. Uh, either whether they are going to uh, publicize it, they are going to, you know, put it in the public domain. We will not decide for the university. I believe that, uh, I'm sure you know, that per the universities, uh, uh, the statutes that establishes the university, they are semi-autonomous. And so uh, the university council, together with their management, will decide uh, what they want to do with such uh, an important document. But I wouldn't be in the position to say, uh, that is what is inciting the students. What has incited the students in the past, if you ask me, uh, what I know, uh, has to do with some people who largely are not students uh, taking the University of Ghana hostage. You have those who have been rusticated, those who have been dismissed, those who have nothing to do. They are no longer students who have been squatting on these halls and, and fomenting trouble. 
And so for me, that is where, that is the crux of the issue. But now, Sharing unfortunately... Yeah? So but for me, uh, this is what I would want to add to whatever, yes. uh, you know, yes. But unfortunately, yeah. what we have uh, on our hands now is the escalating tension on campus. Uh, what would you suggest to management in terms of handling this matter? Well, what, what I, I, would, I would what I would want to suggest to uh, the agitating old vandals uh, association or union and uh, what do you call it uh, the students who are aggrieved to probably make some contact with the council the university council and the university management to sit with them and see whether they can be a way forward that is what i would say because at the end of the day if you ask me blessed the university council and the university management have a community to run the university community does not belong to just students. Even squirrels that are on that campus are part of the university community. And I think it is appropriate that we advise the students, especially those who are agitating, to be uh, aware that the community does not belong to just students. You have both students, you know, senior faculty, junior faculty. There are those who are working businesses and those who use the university for other activities. Some go there for sports. All and right. so for me, I would say that they should engage the students, those who manage the university mm. and the community, and, and see whether they can be a way forward. But oh. uh, antagonizing probably uh, the entire community will not be the best. And you mm. know that once that happens, then you are going to have the appropriate authorities like the police and the rest being called in and uh, that will not augur well for anybody. But as far as I'm concerned, this decision by the university to put in some remedial measures, I would right. say I welcome it 100%. Hmm. Uh, and I'm grateful uh, for your time. That's uh, Dr. Adam uh, Bona speaking there. Indeed, we must confirm that earlier today, uh, heavy security presence uh, uh, on the campus of uh, the University of uh, Ghana. Uh, but I want to bring in now Bernardo Drotechi. is one of the um, conveners for this aggrieved group, uh, one time former Hall president of the Commonwealth Hall. Uh, earlier, Bernard, we were interacting on your uh, way forward on, on, on the polls on TV, uh, but now giving the appeal coming through from uh, stakeholders including Dr. Bona himself, chairperson of that committee. Uh, the belief is that you should be speaking to your followers. Uh, will you uh, tone down and engage management at this point? Uh, first of all, let me say good evening to your cherished viewers and listeners. And uh, for the purpose of establishing the veracity of the true identity of Dr. Bona, I want to know from him, is he an employed consultant to the University of Ghana? I want to know the answer to this so that I can... For the purpose of my submission, I want to know, is it true that he has been engaged by the University of Ghana as a certified consultant on security matters to the university? His response will inform my submission. Yeah, but, but I guess uh, aside that, uh, the, the pleas that uh, you tone down and engage uh, the university... I, you see, you ask me a question and I want to respond, but I need certain premises to lead my response. Uh, well, th th that's you wouldn't not... allow him to respond. Let me proceed. Okay, but... but, but, but... The intelligence we have picked is that... Dr. Bona had been engaged by the University of Ghana as a consultant to the university. So first of it all, there's a high level of conflict of interest here for him being the chairperson of the investigative committee. That is premises number. Premises number two, nobody is agreed. No tension is being alarmed. All we're saying is very simple. University has taken a capricious decision and putting up a policy that was non-consultative. 
but so the, but the university, just hold on for me. But, but the, yes, just, just hold on for me. Uh, but the university, the management itself, uh, has made it clear to us that your actions today were provocative. They were intended to incite the students against uh, them. It was clear from what Professor Gordon Awandari indicated. How, how do that you is, react to that? That is their opinion. And opinion are simply, I know, since everybody has one. Don't forget that when Dr. Bona was speaking, he alluded the fact that we need a very much more consultative approach. So first of it all, as he himself being a consultant to the university, when the university was coming out to be too confrontational and balanced in issuing that, brass, that statement, did he ever advise the university that the angle they want to go can invoke flames and passion? You see, you are talking about a whole. That are turned now former president, astute businessmen, astute men of God, people have vested interest. And any decision that you take must be very consultative enough. There is a professional for university who speak as if the university is personal property. That will never wash. My brother, don't forget that University of Ghana has a statute. And let me avert the mind of every listener of this interview that implicit in that statute is the clause and regulation that at any time that the university wants to change the architecture of a hall, that decision must be left onto the senior and the junior common room of, of the hall. In this case, let's talk about Commonwealth and Saba Hall. If you want to change the architecture of Commonwealth or Saba Hall, according to the university statute, leave that decision to be made by the hall itself. Simple question. Has the senior and the junior common room of the University of Ghana or the Commonwealth Hall made any resolution purporting to state that they want Commonwealth to be changed? Point number two. According to Dr. Bonnet's own submission, they have submitted the investigative report of findings to the university. According to the provost Sankler himself, he stated that they are yet to receive that report. So in between the two, who is taking the truth? Last of it all, as a law-abiding citizen of this country, if you take Article 296 of the Ghana's Constitution, it talks about the use of discretionary powers. Implicit in that particular constitutional proviso is a clause that anybody, any authority who want to deploy such a power must be fair and candid. My brother, do you think the university has been fair to its stakeholders, they need old or current students, but not engaging us in the first place? And all we are saying that we need a sit down talk. Okay, I, but don't forget that there are several ways in killing the cat. I, I get the point. And, and, that's, and that's where exactly, and that's where exactly I want our conversation to move to, uh, the, the next line of action, because um, it, it's clear that you, you've given an ultimatum uh, for the report... Uh, to be released if Very that well. demand is not met. What, what do you intend to do next as a group? My brother, you don't visit the sense on a criminal father on innocent sons. If the university is so much abuse that people have committed a crime, punish them. So first of all, we've given the ultimatum of one week. At the end of the one week, what we seek to do as a student body and stakeholders is that we have a clear roadmap. A series of activities are going to be laid out. And I want to plead with university management. Enough is enough. Let us sit down, resolve this issue, and let us bring back the long-held legacy that is over 60 years. Uh, and and in we terms will of not, the options, show, we will not allow any single individual to hold out to ransom. Okay, well, will, you, will you head to court? This, I said there will be series of activities. Okay. Legal, street protest, positive defiance. It's going to, but don't forget that when impunity becomes a norm, Resistance is normalized. All right, then. Uh, and I'm grateful.
uh, Bernard Odro uh, Teichi for joining us. Uh, he's one of the conveners for the uh, Commonwealth Hall residents, uh, speaking on behalf of the aggrieved uh, group. But let's stay on matters of education. Even before we do that, I need to state clearly uh, that uh, Dr. Adam Buna uh, says he's not uh, and was not contacted as a consultant to that uh, investigate, uh, investigation uh, process uh, to, to that committee. So uh, we need to state that uh, very clearly on that. Uh, but we, we need to stay on matters relating to education because Parliament's Education Committee is against um, universities uh, charging above 15% threshold allowed for fee increment uh, in the 2022-2023 academic year. Deputy Ranking Member uh, Dr. Clement Pack wants charging uh, more is uh, breaking the law and could attract sanctions. Nooks and other student unions uh, have described about a 40% uh, hike in fees by the University uh, of Ghana as illegal and contrary to the approved threshold. Uh, but a response from the UG explained that the 15% uh, computation was done on some 2019 figures that it did not charge. Listen to the Pro Vice-Chancellor, uh, Professor Gordon Awandari. Parliament increases fees based on the last approved fees. Uh, they don't increase fees based on what you charge in a specific year. If that were the case, if we were charging fees that were higher than the approved fees, then we would have increased it based on our illegally increased fees already. And that would be unreasonable. So I, I don't think that that statement is relevant to this discussion. Well, but in your statement, you allude to the fact that GTEC is instructing you to implement the, the increment by parliament. So it looks like you are trying to adopt part of that statement and neglect part of it because part of it says it has to be charged on the 2020-2021 fees. What would be the basis for that? But it's not about accepting the letter. Let's be clear, the role of GTEC here is to communicate what parliament has done. Mm. GTEC is not determining the fee increase. GTEC is communicating what parliament has approved. Okay? Mm. So if communicating uh, they they uh, they state a wrong premise in their, in their communication. We are not obliged to go by uh, their wrong communication. We are bound by what Parliament has approved, and that's okay. what we do. The universities shop from the same market that you shop, that everybody shops from, and you know how high prices have gone. So where do we expect the university to make up the gap in the prices from? That's why Parliament in its wisdom approved a fee increase because they know that there's inflation generally and they know that the universities have to cope and that's why there was a fee increment so that's uh, Professor Gordon Awandari there. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Parliament's uh, Education Committee has requested for uh, the changes from the schools uh, to do a comparative uh, analysis. Um, of course, uh, we were scheduled to speak to Dr. Clement Apak, who's uh, deputy ranking uh, on the committee. Unfortunately, we're unable to uh, reach his lines uh, on that, but the demand is clear that the universities uh, try and uh, rework the figures. I will bring you some updates in our subsequent bulletins. Uh, on now to health. As the Ghana Health Service and the airport company prepares to roll out fresh COVID-19 preventive measures starting on the uh, 7th of January uh, this year, a global health expert, Dr. John Moise, is hopeful that the move will help minimize or totally prevent fresh imported uh, in, uh, cases of uh, new variants into the country. Earlier, the Director General of Ghana Health Service, Dr. Patrick Komabwaji, explaining the rationale behind the measures maintained that it was uh, based on the data and uh, the service received. 
it's all about the data and the figures and the information about the, the deaths and um, the situation. So we, we are studying both all countries. And we know that there are countries like Japan, uh, Korea are having increasing numbers. But we are currently starting and as and when situation changes, we may escalate or downgrade the, the measures to, or to prevent any importation. Uh, and uh, global health expert Dr. Uh, John Amoisi at the Kumasi Center for Collaborative Research is optimistic once a proper implementation is rolled out, the measures will effectively deal with the projected situation. This new directive from the Ghana Health Service um, and also uh, the Ghana Airport is definitely a step in the right direction. You know, China eased their restrictions just a uh, couple of weeks ago, and we've seen the impact that the, this is having on that country. What this means is that now the virus has the opportunity to be exposed to a certain large population that has not had the same kind of exposure as the rest of the world, meaning that some variants could emerge which could uh, really have a negative impact not only on China but on the rest of the world and so everyone needs to be aware of this and the necessary measures need to be put in place the measure that speaks to prevent people who are coming in with um uh, with covid particularly people who might have some kind of you know new variant of sorts which may wreak havoc and this is why these directives have been put in place by the ghana airports definitely spot on enough lag time has been given it's taking effect on the 6th of january the second point is the pushing home of the vaccination locally here in ghana we hardly hear much about vaccination these days i know the ghana health service did a great job during the christmas season in december to try and push vaccination i don't know how far that went but it just tells you that it is important that we are ready for this well, so that's a health uh, expert, Dr. John um, Moisey. I want to uh, bring in uh, president of the Ghana Union of uh, Traders Association uh, because uh, Guta had earlier called for direction from the Ghana Health Service uh, for Ghanaians, especially those from the business community, traveling uh, for business purposes to China. Um, let's bring in uh, president of the group, Dr. Joseph Obin. Good evening to you, sir. Thank you for your time on Newsnight. Uh, you had earlier asked for clear direction follow, following the uh, d- development in China. Uh, what's your next move now, hearing uh, from the Ghana Health Service and the airport company uh, on the protocols which are taking effect uh, on the 6th of January? Yeah, um, they have information that we do not have, and they are coming from scientific basis. And that's the reason why we have called upon them um, to give us directions. Because as for us traders, uh, we'll go to where our uh, bread will be battered. And that we're supposed to start traveling to um, China come um, 8th of January, where restrictions uh, might have been removed. And so we thought it twice that um, in order not to bring any problem to ourselves, and uh, for that matter, the um, entirety of the nation, um, we have to talk to uh, Ghana Health Service to evaluate the situation um, at China where the um, uh, COVID pandemic is very predominant nowadays, uh, that we do not go and bring any uh, problem to our nation and to ourselves. And that scientifically they will be able to know that maybe the the variant that is going on is uh, manageable like the Omicron or some sort. They know the scientific effects and that if we, we are allowed to go, then we can go and do our business in peace. All right. But if 
um, scientifically how um, it is it is not also possible for us to go then probably the wait and see mm. attitude can be uh, but, but i'm interested in the directives you're now going to give to members of your association what's the advisory generally yeah um we have to comply with any directive that is given to us that is very important and um, because health comes first before um the business that we do and then this um uh, protocols we have gone through before when the 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 pandemic is it, it was um at its peak and that it does not bring any difference um to us at all and I'm grateful uh, for your time. That's uh, Dr. Joseph Obey, his president of the uh, Ghana Union of Traders Association. And uh, George is here um, with the latest in the world of business. George, I'm sure that uh, the business community is reacting to this development in China. Well, it's interesting because mm. of the impact of this on the on the global economy. Right. China being big in terms of its demand for crude and all those things. So people think that the, the recession that has been spoken about right. would actually happen because of what is happening in China. And, and it will have impact on the global economy as well in terms of recovery. Mm. And that is what people are looking at. But the fear is that, or some have argued that because uh, what happened, because of what happened right. the other time, mm-hmm. most economies are now in a better position yeah. to absorb the expected shocks with the, with the vaccine and other things as well. So maybe... The shocks might not be as serious as the first, the second, the third wave of the global COVID situation. We pray for the best, I guess. Well, coming up in business, more oil marketing firms drop prices at the pumps, with Shell reducing a liter of diesel by more than one Ghana city. And IMF projects inflation globally will go down by one. Central banks might stay on course, especially the one in Ghana to further hike with their policy rate to try and control the situation. The business news on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Alliance Live and Ghana Pay. Let's settle for the details. More oil marketing companies are reducing prices of some petroleum products at the pumps. The latest is Shell, which has dropped the price of diesel by one Ghana city 25 pesos. There's this evening going for 14 Ghana cities, 60 pesos per liter at all its service stations in Accra when it comes to that of diesel. Petrol, on the other hand, is going for 12 Ghana cities, 40 pesos after going down by one city per liter. Shell's review is coming after a similar move by a market leader goal. However, some industry watchers have described that they're about 8% reduction. Is not good enough. IMF is asking the Bank of Ghana to stay on course when it comes to further hiking its policy rate to bring inflation under control. It follows projection that global inflation rate is expected to slow down significantly in the coming months till the end of this year. Now, speaking in an interview with US Network CBS, IMF Managing Director Kristalina Gogeva noted that central banks or the central bank in Ghana and others in the African countries should remain focused with their policy measures. One good news we have for 2023 is that towards the end of the year, we do expect inflation to trim down. So don't take actions that may be contrary to that trend. But you are predicting inflation to slow to 6.5% from about 7%. Is that right? Well, towards the end of the year, uh, we 
we project it would go even further down towards the end of 2023, mm-hmm. provided central banks stay the course. Our big worry is that with the uh, economy slowing down globally, uh, we are projecting global growth to go down to 2.7%, maybe even lower next year. Uh, if central banks uh, uh, get a cold Uh, foot and say, oh my God, growth is slowing down, let's slow down the fight against inflation, we risk then inflation to be more persistent. And IMF Managing Director Kristalina Gogiva. Now, faith forwarders have described the increase in pot rate as a step in the right direction. The Ghana Shippers Authority on January 1 this year approved an increase in freight forwarding rates as well as clearing activities at the country's ports. Now, some are worried that the action would increase the cost of doing business at the ports and also affects the country's competitiveness in the region. But Vice President of the Institute of Freight Forwarders disagrees. The new rates are just a ceiling that our members are not supposed to charge beyond. So which means that they they are liberty to charge below. And obviously it is competition. So it has nothing to do with increasing cost of business at the port. The port itself has a lot of charges. So all these things come into the total cost of business at the port. Those charges for other stakeholders are difficult to negotiate. They become fixed and you cannot do anything about it. But that of free forwarders are negotiable. Even as I speak to you now, some shippers are still paying the old rates, but still work is going on. So ours has nothing to do at all with the increasing cost of business at the port. Paul Mensah is the Vice President of the Institute of Freight Forwarders. And that's all for Business on Newsnight. I'm grateful, uh, George Wefe, bringing us uh, the latest in business. Well, uh, fire has destroyed the mini-pack printing press at Kokumlimli, a suburb of Accra. It's unclear what sparked the blaze, but eyewitnesses say they uh, called in the fire service uh, to intervene after they saw smoke emanating from uh, the building earlier today. Business manager of the facility, Sam uh, Yeboa, says personnel of the Ghana National Fire Service had a tough time putting out the fire. According to him, the company has lost about one million Ghana cities. He narrates uh, what happened. When I got a, a, a call from my computer man at three o'clock saying that the place is on fire. So I advertised you to come but fire service who have almost put their light off. At the time I came they, they've already done what they were supposed to do. But what do we know happened? Uh, well, my neighbor, the we to maybe power frustration. Apart from that, I can't tell much. They are investigating. But are you able to tell what we have lost in this fire? A lot. Okay. Millions. We've lost five machines. Two, four, two color machines. One black and white. The whole thing is gone. There were over 150,000 booklets, lorry park tickets. Lorry park tickets. Control and attention. 
Uh, well, so that's uh, Samia Boa. He's business manager of the Minipack Printing Press at Kukumlimli here uh, in Accra, which uh, was destroyed by fire earlier today. Now, daughter of Ghana's first president, Samia Nkrumah, has been recounting the words of her father, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah, uh, to her and siblings on the day he was overthrown in 1966. Speaking at the Black Star Line Summit for the African Diaspora at the Accra International Conference Center today, she said Dr. Nkrumah, who was on his way to Hanoi, called and requested to speak to her and siblings. He urged them not to be afraid, but work to lift themselves and fellow Africans. The former Jomaro MP says these words of his father have continued to be her source of motivation and determination. It was about midnight, very late at night. Our father had already reached uh, China. He was on his way to broker peace between Washington and Hanoi. So he called us and I think to encourage us, he insisted on speaking to each and every one of us. So when it was my turn, I remember very well what he said. And this is what he said. He said, Yaba, don't be afraid. I want you to be strong. And I thought at the time, I thought, did he know that I was crying the whole day out of fear? Did he realize how traumatized I must have been? He said many other things to comfort us, but just him saying, don't be afraid and be strong, struck in my mind. And when people tell me today, Samia, you are a strong woman, I'm not surprised. Because that, I think I was determined to be strong. So we can be determined to be strong in our convictions, in what we love and what we want to see for our people. Well, she's uh, also been narrating uh, how uh, her father barged into their room covered in blood after an assassination attempt resulted in the death of his bodyguard, Salifu Dagati, Monday uh, was exactly 59 years ago. The British-trained Ghanaian policeman shielded uh, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah with his body when uh, shots were fired at him just when he was about to leave his office at Flagstaff House to return to Christianburg Castle for lunch. To come and have lunch with us. Um, there were gunshots, and the reason I'm remembering um, this day, it's not only for our great father, but for the man who lost his life saving Kwame Nkrumah, and that is Salifu Dagati, his trusted bodyguard who took the bullets and died on the spot. Um, our father was saved and we saw him enter the house covered in blood because he had a scuffle with the, um, the, the assassin, if you would. And anyway, he managed to put him down and call for help. But it's an important day to remember that uh, timeless messages don't die. And people's sacrifices are never in vain. 
the voice of Samia Nkrumah, daughter of Ghana's first president, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. Uh, to Kumasi now, where patrons at the biggest family outdoor event in the Garden City, uh, that's Love FM Family Party in the Park, uh, were treated to diverse local and foreign drills, uh, including hip-hop and high-life music, to the delight of all. The electrifying sounds of the live band performances saw party lovers transition the holiday mood into a steamy and forgettable New Year jam. According to patrons, the family gathering made possible by Love FM and Insure FM has transitioned them positively into 2023. Love FM's Nana Bwachi came through with this report. It's a new month and a new year. The patrons here enjoying themselves to live band performances and another exciting activities here at the Kumasi Rafi Park at the Love FM Insure FM family party in the park. We would engage some of them. Charlie, the feeling is so deep. We give thanks to God for our lives. And then the beginning of the year, coming to these programs like this is very exciting. And it boosts your system of understanding, realization, and everything. So, like, it's a, it's a great thing. It's a great feeling. Money at the power. Wow. What did you say in the back? The family. The family. Program a very nice program. We'll Are we looking forward to seeing you next time? Oh yeah, I came here last year and today I'm here. So hopefully next year I'll be here too. Program a nice program. The life and everything will be okay. So I'll be here too. to tell patrons or people who are not able to make it to this year's program. They have lost a lot, so they have to be here next year. From the responses of patrons, one can tell that it has been an exciting moment here at the Kumasi Rattery Park with the Insure FM, Love FM family party in the park. Here in Kumasi, Nana Bwache, Dankwa Iyadom, reporting for Joy News. And what a good time to say Happy New Year. Uh, very elated uh, patrons of the Love FM and Shari FM family party in the park. But that's all we have for you uh, here on uh, the news at 6 on Joy 99.7 FM. Uh, top story, uh, Ghana Health Service and airport company uh, prepares to roll out the preventive COVID-19 measures, which is beginning on January 6. For more, log on to myjoyonline.com. You get updates there. And bless us, we're going to have a good evening.